You're listening to the Health by Design podcast, and I'm your host, Roar Alexander, wellness architect and functional lifestylist. I spent nearly six years of my life on a journey through the ancient East to bring you the cutting-edge combination of modern Western health sciences blended with the time-proven ancient traditions, principles, and practices that have flourished through thousands of years across countless cultures, peoples, and nations. Join me and my many special guests from all corners of the globe as we aim to help you live stronger, longer, and better. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Health by Design podcast. Today I am getting in the holiday season and we are talking about my holiday gift guide for the health or the fitness lover in your life. Maybe it's for you, maybe it's for somebody else. But what we're going to be talking about today is some ideas and some of them are quite interesting. You know, we're going to be talking about some different thoughts when it comes to gift giving this year. Um, because I'm a very big proponent of, you know, I like health products that can help your life get better, but I'm also a big fan of experiences over things. So we'll be coming up with some ideas for that too. Um, Jess did an excellent podcast, by the way, with Greg Yetter from Bedtime Bulb. Now, if you don't know what Bedtime Bulb is, Bedtime Bulb is a light that is made specifically, it's a light bulb that is made specifically for nighttime. It's got a very low blue light spectrum. Now, I'm not going to get into the science of that because he does it so much better. So that episode is going to be the next episode that will be following this one. So make sure you listen up for that. Um, but just a few things that I've been doing lately, you know, obviously you all know that I'm back in Vancouver. I've been lining up some amazing podcasts. The podcast is getting so much better ever since I managed to, you know, get out of Asia. I left Asia, came back here to Vancouver. Um, with one of the goals, everybody says to me, why did you move back? I said, well, there's a few reasons, you know, there's some, definitely some great aspects about living in Asia. And I learned a lot, um, you know, learned a lot about when it comes to just different, you know, different Eastern philosophies, different Eastern medical practices. You know, I've learned about Ayurveda, learned about feng shui, learned about yoga, learned about, you know, Buddhism and meditation and just, just different aspects. Not everything was like, you know, sitting down and like, it wasn't formal stuff, but you just the way they, they treat family, the way they treat movement. Um, lots of great stuff that you can learn just by, but you can only learn this stuff by living in the culture. You have to live in the culture. Like when I first went to Asia, especially Southeast Asia, I found it very weird that everybody sat on the floors and there were perfectly good couches and chairs right by them that they would sit outside on the ground. But now that's become a huge part of my life. As you probably heard me talk about before, my uh, no furniture home I have, I have a Japanese style dining table. I only sit on zaputons and zafus and floor pillows, which Luckily, I can say, happily, I can say is a trend that is growing in North America. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to go to the full-out extreme and literally have a bed that only six, four inches off the floor and sit on nothing but zabutons and have a stand-up kitchen table and stand-up desk like I do. But I see a lot more of these floor cushions, a lot more people setting up their little Zen zones or their little meditation or art areas in their house. And people are just really starting to pay more attention to at least now and then being able to throw in a little more non-static, non kind of that 90 degree sitting, more movement. 
Uh, and just bringing a little more of that stress-free environment into their home, a little more focus on stress-free. So that is really great. But I have some amazing podcasts coming up. So like I said, I have Greg Yetter from Bedtime Bulb. Another series I'm going to be doing, and this is more just for my own interest sake, but I think you guys will really like it too, um, is I'm doing a series on alternative forms of education. And this is going to be great, particularly if you're a mom and dad out there. Maybe you're a new mom and dad or you're thinking about having kids or you just maybe the baby's one or two or three. You'll be starting school in a couple of years, but maybe you're like me and you're just kind of like, I just don't like the traditional school system. I really don't like the idea of going to school to learning a lot of subjects that I don't think have a lot of carryover. I've bitched and complained a lot of times about the math and I think math in school is ridiculous. Yes, you need to know how to do your multiplication and division. You need to know how to do all that stuff. But I was just saying yesterday to somebody, we're discussing how I think there should be two lines of math. There should be math for normal people, people like mostly like you and me, people who need to understand how to do their taxes, how to figure out percentages, how to you know divide stuff, just figure out financial stuff that we use every day in life when it comes to our bills and when it comes to accounting. Then you have, of course, the people that want to get the more technical route, the calculuses and the algebras and all that. They can go off to technical math if they want. But I really think that's just one example. I really hate the way schools have gotten rid of, you know, a lot of art programs. Schools have really cut back on the physical education programs. I am not a big fan of the traditional school system. And I'm definitely not a big fan of university Especially this whole, um, this whole saying we got to go to university to be successful. I'm like that is so the opposite of what I think. Uh, and I, I did go. I went to McMaster University for you know, and I and my major was psychology, you know. But came out of there not being doing anything with psychology and just having a huge student debt. Now. Not to say university doesn't serve its purposes. You know, if you want to be a doctor, lawyer, you want to do something where you have to have a university, that's great. I also believe that university is really good if you want to go off like when I went to Hong Kong for instance when you go to different countries a lot of these countries for visas they want to see that you have a post-secondary education so that's really important if you're going to be traveling around a lot but I'll be honest most of the education getting university could be done now on YouTube and a library card sorry universities but that's just the way it is I think the way we look at traditional university now is going to die, and I hope it does very soon. Traditional universities are a business, in my opinion. Um, if you want to go off and learn different trades, that's great. Go and do that. But as far as the traditional, you go and get my degree in psychology or philosophy or whatever it is you're going to do, sociology, big waste of time, in my opinion. So I'm going to be talking to a number of people about different ideas when it comes to education. So who am I going to be talking to? We're going to be talking to homeschoolers. So I'm going to be talking to some of the, some of the uh, people who are well-educated in homeschooling because that is a growing trend. And from what I've seen, the marks, when they do this test scoring on homeschoolers, homeschoolers score highest across the board in every single thing they've looked at. One of the big knocks, of course, when it comes to homeschooling has often been you know, the, the kids' uh, socialization. But nowadays, there's even clubs and organizations, there's outings. There's different organizations too. Um, there's these 
organizations where they take kids out into the forest and they do like these nature classes once or twice a week. Um, world schooling is what I think is really interesting. This is where families literally travel around the world. Sometimes it's full time, sometimes it's part time, sometimes it's just for a few weeks. But the kids learn about different cultures. They start learning different languages. Um, I think that's going to be amazing. So I got some people coming on for that. I can't give you all the names right now because I'm still researching everybody. But I got people coming on to talk, talk about homeschooling. People that come on talk about world schooling. I'm hoping I can get some of these alternative schools such as what is it, the Waldorf and the Montessori. I'm looking at getting them as well. Just to let you guys know because I think it's really interesting. I think the topic of education is a very interesting topic. And again, this relates into wellness and health because you, know, you do want to be educated for sure. Education is power. But there's a lot of traditional ways. But anyways, that is what's coming up. My point is, now that I'm back here in Canada, I'm fully rocking into this podcast. There are a lot of great interviews and aspects that I'm going to be able to talk about that I wasn't able to talk about in Asia. But today, let's get back to Holiday Gift Guide 2018. So, the very first thing I want to talk about is... Lighting. This time of year, particularly in North America, we have, you know, the the sun's going down early or if you're in the summer, the sun's up really long. So to me, lighting, getting in that contact, you know, getting that circadian rhythm optimized is so important. If you've not read the book, The Circadian Code by Dr. Sachin Panda, make sure you read that. He talks about the importance of circadian uh, rhythms, optimization, when it comes to cognitive issues when it comes to losing weight when it comes to building muscle it honestly affects so many things and light is the master switch now every organ also has a circadian rhythm that he talks about but light is the master switch so what kind of lights can we look at for people you say well what can i do i just go buy them light bulb no no we're going to talk about three kinds of lights that you can go get that make great gifts The first one is the bedtime bulb. This is a light that is used specifically at nighttime. This should be, in my opinion, the only one that is in your bedroom. Because if you're using your bedroom properly, according to my functional feng shui principles, the bedroom is only for romantic interludes and sleeping. That is it. So in that room, we want a pretty much low blue, no blue, very low blue light spectrum bulb. And bedtime bulb is a great one of those. I even have them out in my living room. I use those for my. I use that light primarily after eight p.m. After eight p.m., everything else goes off. That light bulb goes on. Um, and other kind of lights, though, and I've talked about this before. If you watch me on my Facebook, is a wake up light. So Philips makes a great one. I believe it's just called the Philips wake up light. But there's a number of companies, um, including there's quite a few no name companies that make them as well. Now the Philips one is the best one in my opinion. It starts off as a red and moves its way up. But any of these wake up light bulbs, so primarily all they are is a white LED. And you say you want to get up at 6 a.m. What happens is you set it for 6 a.m. And at 5.30, that light is going to come on very, very low. Now, if you're using the official expensive Philips one, and why do I say expensive? I don't really, I don't think you could put a price on health necessarily, but it's over $100. Now, it starts off as a really deep red and it works its way up to a white. 
most of the other ones that are out there, including the Phillips lower end ones, they start off with just a very dull white and they work their way up to a very bright white light. But that has made a night and day, literally a night and day difference when it comes to waking up this time of year when it is still dark at 7, 7.30, even 8 a.m. in the morning. It is still really dark. In the summertime, I'm not going to need it. So come the summertime, that light is probably going to be put on hold. Saying that, however, that may not be true because I use my blackout blinds and you have your blackout blinds. It could be perfectly, you know, it could be bright noon out and you're still going to have a dark room. So I'll probably use that all year round. We'll see. I do like to try to, you know, you wake up a natural light when I can. But I would say definitely for the winter, especially from October through to probably uh, at least May, you're going to be using a wake-up light. That's going to make a big difference for you. Trust me, it makes a great gift as well. Third kind of light is an SAD light. These are those panel lights, kind of look like a just a cheap old school tablet, a computer tablet. Just has usually two settings, 5,000 lux and 10,000 lux. This is just a pure white panel light. Great for helping with that seasonal affective disorder. For instance, today is a cloudy, crappy day in Vancouver. Rainy as normal this time of year. So I just finished the podcast with Greg, like I said. The whole time I was sitting there during the hour podcast, I had my SAD light on shining, just that really bright white light into my eyes. Just really helps you wake up in the morning, helps you feel more energized. So would really suggest that. You don't have to sit around and say, well, you go buy this because they have depression. Trust me, this time of year with a little bit of light, everybody has, whether it's mild up to, you know, very uh, hardcore seasonal affective disorder, almost every single person has it. So Lighting, big one, three ones. You got your wake-up light, your daytime bright light, as well as your bedtime light. Now, second thing, a really good quality blender. I'm not going to say any particular brands, obviously. Well, I guess, you know, Vitamix is still one of the top ones. Any of those really good ones that are nutrient um, extractors. I myself just use a Nutribullet. It's a beautiful machine that is under $100. Definitely think about checking out some of those blenders. The Vitamix, you can even make soup. And I mean, it goes from cold to hot. I mean, it is the best machine. But again, it's about $600 for people looking at the budget. Something like a Nutra Bullet by the guys that make Magic Bullet is an excellent option. Third thing, how about some new cookware? So get out there and think about buying some new cookware. If you've listened, you know by now about the dangers and some of the problems with our traditional Teflon cookwares. You don't want to be using Teflon. You really don't want to be using iron. Um, Even some of the cheaper, cheaper stainless steel stuff will have different metals mixed in it. Getting some really good quality cookware. Um, You know, ceramic cookware is really nice. Glass and cast iron. Those are going to be your three top picks. So get out there and really start thinking about, hey, you know what? Let's upgrade our kitchen supplies this year to some really healthy, you know, great products that are going to just inspire you to want to cook and eat better. Number four is glass Tupperware. Now, this isn't the most exciting present, so this should not probably be your main gift, but, you know, switching out a lot of that junky glass Tupperware 
for um, some new, sorry, your old junky plastic Tupperware for some new high quality glass Tupperware, glass cookware. That's going to be another great one. It's going to really help to break, get us, you know, start getting rid of that BPAs and all just the cheap, all the BPs, period, and all just the cheap plastics. Upgrading to glass Tupperware is going to be a great decision for you and your family. Five. How about a sprouting jar? Honestly, especially for the kids, getting them to start, you know, really focusing and thinking about their nutrition and where things come from. Trust me, when kids start realizing that they can, you know, see these things growing and they can actually manipulate it, you're you're going to find that they're going to be very interested in sprouting. And this doesn't have to be for the kids. Honestly, green kitchens, this whole like growing your own produce, growing your own herbs, indoor herbing has become huge. Ikea, Walmart, everybody sells really nice indoor herbing kits nowadays, indoor sprouting kits. I have an excellent kit that I get just down at the local nutrition store. And it is literally just a glass jar with a steel mesh lid on top. And then I can buy sprouting seeds. So they sell the broccoli sprouting seeds. Of course, if you listen to my podcast or if you listen to health hacking stuff in general, you're going to know about the power of broccoli sprouts specifically. But sprouts overall just have some really great nutrients in them. It's a great way to get in your nutrition. Also, you can use these for sprouting beans and sprouting rice, which again, really makes them healthy, gets rid of all the negative effects. You hear a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't be eating rice or you shouldn't be eating beans because of the lectins in them. Well, sprouting it gets rid of all that problem. Beans are one of the healthiest foods on the planet as long as you prepare them right, either through soaking or even better, through sprouting. So really easy to use. It's literally a glass jar, steel mesh, you dump it out, you fill it up a couple times a day. Instructions are super easy. In three to four days, you're going to have some delicious and nutritious sprouts. Uh, I'm in the middle right now of building myself my little green kitchen. So indoor gardening, little indoor gardening setup and some sprouting jars is going to make an amazing gift. Moving on to number six, essential oils. Going out there and picking up a new diffuser nowadays, especially with stores like Sage or just even online, there are so many beautiful essential oil diffusers out there. Just make sure you're getting one. There's two kinds. There's the kind, one that kind of vibrates. I forget what it's exactly called right now. The other kind is that one that uses heat. Do not get the one that uses heat. Those aren't very popular. I don't even know if you can really find those anymore. So make sure you get the one that uses the vibration. You see kind of the, um, you'll see that, I don't really want to call it smoke, but you see the mist come off the top. Getting yourself some really great, a really great, maybe, you know, essential oil diffuser. I like the ones that are made out of wood. They look really nice. The one I have in my house right now, it's actually just made out of plastic, but it's got the LEDs that change color. It's really nice at nighttime, but um, I just really bought one to see if I was going to use a lot and if I really liked it, and I'm absolutely loving it. So, I'm going to be upgrading soon, probably to some bamboo diffusers, like having one or two of those in different rooms in the house. It's a great way, again, of getting some, you know, healthy scent in your air, really functional scents. I mean, the fact is, a lot of these essential oils, they're, they're functional medicines. They've been used for thousands of years when it comes to health. 
you know, we've talked before um, when I talked to Julia Plevin about Shinrin Yoku. Um, we talked about the power of raising your immunity through the trees. And now they've actually shown that sometimes some of the scents of some of the cedars and stuff like that and essential oils can actually help to increase your immunity. There's things like thieves oil, which can kill the bacteria and germs in the air. Um, there's, you know, different uh, mental aspects you can get from using different oils. For instance, if you're in your office, your home office, what you want to do is you want to use something like a peppermint, which can wake up your brain for your children in the study area. You can put in things like rosemary that are going to help been shown to help increase short-term and long-term memory. So, so those have some different cognitive powers. Of course, you can get into things like relaxation there's relaxation ones you can get such as lavender chamomile now lavender i should point out can also be a bit estrogenic so you want to be a little careful on that one but my point is there are so many scents my favorite one that i actually use is cinnamon you walk into my house and i have uh, essential oil that's a cinnamon and then, uh, beside it is a mandarin and i put those together you get this great cinnamon orange smell that just makes my house smell amazing so much better than using those crappy Glade plugins and those highly toxic sprays. So investing in an essential oil diffuser. And while you're at it, honestly, go over there, jump onto Udemy. If you don't know what Udemy is, it's an online education platform. Courses are basically can be low as five to ten dollars. Um, go on there, and while you're at it, buy them an essential oil. Um, starters education program basically an essential oils 101 so they can start learning about it because essential oils like I said they are medicines so you do have to understand that there are some that are not good to use around pets there's some that are not good to use around babies there's you know different ones that you know are not overly great for people under different um, with different medical problems so Getting them an essential oil diffuser. Now, there's a lot of them that are safe. Usually, the stores, if you go into the traditional ones like the peppermint and stuff like that, they're pretty safe. You got to be a little more careful, such as I believe it's a wintergreen or spearmint. That's one that you got to be a little more careful with. So, there are a few that um, you know you do have to know about. So, I would suggest also getting them a $10 introduction to essential oils course through workshop, uh, through something like Udemy. Or there's even books on lots of stuff to learn about essential oils. So definitely get essential oil starter kit is going to be another big one. I would add on to that. Next one I want to talk about is one of my favorite new investments. Where are we? One, two, three, four, five, six. Number seven is a soda stream maker. Now, fortunately, these are made out of quite a bit of plastic, which I'm not a fan of, but... I like to promote drinking a lot of water, but I get bored of just, you know, just drinking regular water all the time. I like to have some bubbles in my water. And the soda stream maker for me, when I was in Thailand, I used to be able to get all my um, soda water in glass bottles. There was a uh, company, it was, I believe it was Sing and Rock. There was a couple of companies over there and you could get the commercial size glass bottles which are about a 500 mil glass bottle so i would get those you would bring home about 12 of them and then once i was done i could go and i could switch them out they took back the old bottles and replace them with the new ones well over here we don't have that the only options really there's only three options option one is aluminum cans of club soda really wasteful again you got the bpa on the inside of those bottles um and again you're wasteful you're just throwing away these cans all the time uh, i'm a 
big person on, you know, not throwing away the cans. You know, re- you reuse, what is it? Reduce, reuse, and recycle. Everybody always wants to focus on recycle, recycle, but reduction should be the very first thing. So getting rid of those cans is just going to be safer. Let's just say, throw it all out there. It's all plastic, but at least... I'm not hurting the environment as much with my soda stream. The other option, of course, is your typical two-liter plastic bottle. Again, the club soda has been sitting in that bottle for a long time. The thing is, the longer the fluids, the you know, the liquids sit in it, the more time it has to get um, pulled into uh, the chemicals get pulled into the water there. So my soda stream. First of all, I don't waste bottles because you use the same bottles every single time. The second thing you do is you pretty much mix it in there really quick and then you drink it. So it's not sitting in there for a long time. So overall, soda stream, I've said before, you know, getting away from plastics is awesome, but it's it's impossible in our day and age, no matter what I do. I said my the diffuse is unfortunately right now plastic. I'm sure even if I get a wood one, there's plastic on the inside. You can't get away from plastics, but we can do things like such as sometimes you gotta look at the environment, sometimes you gotta look at your health. So to me, soda stream is kind of that solution. It's saving you all the garbage and the recycling that you'd normally do by not having the cans and the bottles, and it's also contacting with the you know with the plastic bottle for as little time as possible it would be nice if one day they do bring out some glass soda stream jars but i just have the feeling that is not really uh coming down the pipeline anytime too soon moving on to number eight a meditation or a zafu zabuton meditation kit Something where people can start setting up their home Zen corners. I uh, talked about this at the beginning. My house has no furniture, but I got a lot of friends who are even getting into this movement. You know, they're setting up their own little Zen corners in their living rooms and their dining rooms. They're picking little areas, usually by a window, where they can set up their, you know, Himalayan crystal rock lamp. They can set up a diffuser. They're placing down a floor pillow. I mean, some of these floor pillows, you can get them. They, these things go really high quality. I mean, I'm talking big name brand companies. These are three, four, five, six hundred dollars even higher floor cushions. You can get. Um, you can, you know, they can also be cheap. I believe the one I got was from Gaim, and it was only about, I think it was only about forty dollars. It's just a black one. It's about maybe three feet by two feet, little rectangular pillow for the floor. I usually use that as well as my Mysore yoga mat that I picked up on my travels in India. But getting a nice little area, somebody can sit cross-legged and they just sit down. If they can strum away on the guitar, if they want, they can read a book. They can kick back a beanbag chair is another great option. Get a maybe a little higher quality, nicer looking beanbag chair. But nowadays, if you go to any of those kind of nicer furniture shops, you can go, especially the really, you know, the really kind of little trendy ones, not like the big Ikeas, but the little trendy ones you'll see um, in kind of areas of downtown. A lot of them have really nice floor cushions that you can pick up. And like I said, I've seen some really nice ones that are three and four hundred dollars. I've also seen some quality ones that are 40 to 50 dollars. So a way to get people to start taking a little de-stressed time is by setting up an area in your home that is all about de-stressing talked about this before my functional feng shui principles 
Every room has a purpose. The kitchen is the nutritional area of the home. It should be set up to inspire you nutritionally. Now you've got your glass Tupperware. You've got your glass showcase bottle showcasing all your non-perishable foods. You've got your healthy cookwares. Um, maybe you've designed your kitchen. You've got your spatulas and stuff hanging up, your pots and pans hanging up. This kitchen is going to make you say, wow, I want to eat healthy. I want to you know, be really... Um, focused on my getting my sprouts in. I really want to focus on my nutrition and making my body stronger so I live stronger, longer, and better. The bathroom. The bathroom is a place of hygiene, but it can also be a place of relaxation. Let's be honest. How many people do you know that take a book, you know, a magazine, a newspaper into the washroom with them? Because that's kind of, sometimes that's unfortunately the only place people get quiet, uh, quiet time. But think of this, think of women, I don't like to say women because I do it too, but mostly women, you know, they like to have the bathtub with the jets going, have a couple candles laying back in the magnesium. So the bathroom is your hygiene, but it's also think of that as like your spa, you fill up hot water, you have your hot shower. So again, it's a place where you can have some relaxation and hygiene. The bedroom is your recovery zone. This is the area. We're not talking about so much about de-stress, but this is your recovery. This is where you sleep and you get your energy back and your body repairs itself. The same thing, we need our Zen zone, a little small area, not a whole room. We're not talking about like a puja room back in, in India. We're talking about taking that idea of the puja room, which is kind of your meditation silent area, and just placing that into a, you know, a three by three foot, four by four foot corner in your house and making it look a little nice, put a little Buddha statue you want there. Anything you want that just says, you know, this is my space, this is my quiet area. So a Zabutan, a Zafu little set, maybe a little journal set, an amazing little uh, way to kind of kick that off for people. Now, when you go and join my Health by Design Challenge, which is my, one of my fitness programs I have, that's a, uh, it's personalized, but at the same time, you're going to get a list of videos and there's different things you can get you get a gift set with it. And that gift set includes a, Z a Zafu, which is the small meditation pillow that you can use to keep your lower back straight. And you get either beeswax candle or a little rock salt lamp, and you get a journal. So I always get people, uh, I'm really not gonna consult and train with you. If you're, if you're not gonna be serious about your recovery time and your de-stressing time, then unfortunately, I can't really help you. Um, so I make every single one of those people get one of those. Now, number nine and number 10 are what I was talking about earlier. Those are experiences. So everything I've been talking about until now has been material things, but experiences to me are even more important. So couple I want to talk about today, going out there and buying a class for somebody, maybe buying them some cooking classes, maybe buying them um, some lessons, maybe some art lessons, some dance classes, getting out there and getting some classes is a great way to start, you know, broadening some people's minds and giving them new experiences. Find out what they're interested in and find them a class, a physical class that they can go to or go online. But I really would say, you know what, if you get out there and find some classes or some ongoing workshop little series you can do, that's another great gift. And finally, number one, oh, and I can give you in the world, the gift of travel. 
getting out there, maybe make this a family thing. Instead of saying, hey, you know what? Instead of having all the presents and stuff this year, we're going to do a family trip. Or maybe it's just you and the girlfriend, you and the wife, whatever. Get out there and have a nice trip. Plan something fun. Go somewhere you've never been before. Maybe it's just going to be you know an overnight to a place like in Vancouver here. You can go up to Whistler or go somewhere new. But you can also maybe make it a much bigger trip, somewhere really interesting, broadening your mind, broadening your experiences. So that is it for my top 10 gift guide this year. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Trying to keep this podcast a little bit shorter, keep it under 30 minutes. But those are my top 10 holiday gift ideas to make this Christmas and holiday season all the more healthy. So till next time, everybody. Live stronger, live longer, and live better. I'll talk to you again soon. You've been listening to the Health by Design podcast with wellness architect and functional lifestylist, Roar Alexander. If you enjoyed this, please make sure you share it to all your social media so I can get the word out there. And don't forget to join me at www.roaralexander.com to get all the latest updates, blogs, podcasts, and guest interviews with my special guests from all over the world, as well as to set up your own personal call for one-on-one coaching through my Health by Design Life and Body Transformation programs. Again, that's www www.roaralexander.com. I'll see you again soon. And again, thanks for tuning in to the Health by Design podcast.